0: Yeah, I feel like people don't, people don't wanna rep their city, man, Red City, I rep my city,
1: Portland 503, I need to stand up right now, OG wanna see with G, we got what you want, we got what you need, come and light it up, up, come and join the team, we got what you want, we got what you need, come and
0: light it up,
1: up, come and join the team, Blazer,
2: Hey, what's up, Blazergonians? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Blazer Gang podcast. It's been a few weeks, but we're back and we're ready to roll. I'm your host, Boyd Urban, here at Henry V Events on a beautiful Sunday, March 24th. Listeners, make sure you're following us on Facebook at Blazer Gang, at, on Twitter at Blazer underscore gang, and on Instagram as official. Blazer Gang. Also, leave us a review and hit that subscribe button on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Music. We got a lot to cover this week with uh, CJ's injury, which we all know about by now, uh, the recent three game win streak, and a six and one over the last two weeks. Uh, the playoff positions are far from settled in the West, uh, but we also want to hear from, the, from our fellow fans. Remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming podcast, Hit us up on social media as the playoffs inch closer. We'll be reaching out to more fans more often. Uh, you'll also want to keep an eye out for some of our watch parties that we're working on during the playoffs. Now, without further ado, joining me today in the studio, our resident statistician and uh, big dookie, apparently, Wang. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your Bulldogs, though. U Dub. U Dub Dogs. Yeah. And Huskies. Udu- but uh, you probably feel, you're probably feeling good after that Duke finish.
1: Yeah, man. Duke is Duke. We uh, got it in the end right there. That was a little scary. But that tipping honestly, should have went in. UCF UCF should have won that game. But we live to tell another
2: day. It's easy to say that when you won the game, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, sitting across from me, we have uh, MC Northern Lights. Chris. Chris, how's your March Madness brackets
0: going? Man, March Madness is crazy. You know, after that first night, my bracket was busted. You know, but I still got my Tar Heels in it you know Tobacco Road you know Robbery over there mm-hmm. we Duke Blue Devil over mm-hmm. there but uh, it was good man good to be back in the studio so
2: you got UNC Tar Heels winning yep Wang you got Duke, Duke. every year me? every yeah. year Yep. meanwhile I'm going a little bit off the rails I picked Tennessee so we'll have to check in on this conversation next week and uh, that's see sleep, where everybody that's a stands sleeper. That's, that's, a sleeper that's what team. I'm saying yeah. I didn't want to be you know I, I looked at my final four and I had all ones and I'm like alright let right, let's, <laughs> let's mix yeah. this up a little bit right uh, but March Madness aside, I want to take a minute and remind our listeners that this podcast is sponsored by Killer Burger. The burger of the day today was the classic burger with March Madness in full swing and the NBA playoffs right around the corner. Killer Burger is the perfect place to catch a game with locations all across the Portland metro area. There's bound to be a location near you. So go check them out. Stop in. Tell them Blazer Gang sent you and commit to the burger. Well guys, uh like we said in the intro, we got a lot to cover. Uh we've been gone for two weeks. Uh, I think uh something something happened during that
0: time. Uh mm. somebody crossed a recent milestone. Mm.
2: Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Yeah, Dame man, he he went in second place all time on the Blazers scoring list, you know, passing uh one of the one of the past Blazers, you know, of he, recent history. He who shall not be named. We won't, you know, it's bittersweet. But uh yeah, Dame man, he moved into second all time scoring, man. Um uh, over what 12,500 points right now in yep. counting
2: so yeah climbing the ladder i think it's i thought it was funny that at the same time when dames about to pass aldridge on the on the list we saw that report uh came out with like the quotes of lamarcus saying like yeah we've talked about it like coming back and finishing my career and it's like how convenient that they came out you know within the same like 2 or 3 day span uh but let's let's talk about that for just a quick second like numbers aside, I know we've got a really messed up cap situation and things like that, but numbers aside, if it was possible to keep, you know, our core Nurk, CJ and Dame and add LaMarcus maybe next year somehow through trade or whatever, is that something you guys would want to see?
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, they already have chemistry. Go, LA, CJ and Dame already have chemistry from prior history. And I think what they, what did Dame say? He wants Aldridge back? was what he was referring to. Um, he would love to see him come back to the Blazers. And I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of LA. I, I love his mid-range game. Um, you know, at the end, stuff happened where maybe the organization didn't uh, see both eye to eye. But I, I would love to see LA back here.
2: Yeah, I mean, me too. Like, I know we've probably all had that conversation with somebody at one point over the last few years. Like, oh, imagine if we had LaMarcus at the four. Like, exactly.
0: he's exactly what this team needs. We need that four. You know, LaMarcus, you know, he's... Almost unstoppable at that four position. You know that that high block, that turnaround jumper that he likes mm-hmm. over the shoulder. So, I mean, if he came back to Portland, I would you know welcome him with open arms. You know, <laughs> I know we did like a, a Twitter question the other week, and um, it, was yeah. it, was very mixed, very it was mixed reviews with the fans. was very mixed, very very mixed. So, I mean, me personally, I would like him. I I'd like for him to come back.
2: Yeah, that's, I would take Aldridge back for sure. At some point, you got to get over your own you know ego and pride and just accept somebody who's going to make your team you know better. But uh, what's that saying? If you love somebody, let them go. If they come back. If they don't come back, they weren't yours. If they come back, then, something like nah, that, nah, I've never so, heard you that. So, you know, we had, to let, <laughs> we had to let LaMarcus
0: go. And if he comes back, he was always ours. <laughs> right. And, you know, so far, it's been for the better, you know. Yeah. We haven't missed a playoff since he's left. That's you know, true. So. That's, one, one other funny thing about LaMarcus is I remember
2: during the end of his tenure here in Portland, one of the things he took issue was, with was playing time at the center. Mm-hmm. And you think about it—if he was here, he would—he wouldn't be asked to play the center at all because oh, no. we have Nurk, and that's kind of what he's doing in, in San Antonio. He's playing a lot of center minutes, so right. it's like that was one of his biggest issues, yeah. you know, with Portland. And now that's what he's getting in San Antonio when mm-hmm. he could have the opposite here. Funny how life works out sometimes. And sometimes <laughs> the grass isn't always greener, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's true. So another interesting fact: uh, it took Dame two Seasons less than Lamarcus to catch to uh, get to that number, uh, and about a almost you know, about 110 games, 112 games less mm-hmm. than Lamarcus to get to where he's at. So he, he's doing it at a quick pace. Uh, so who, who's number one, Chris, on the scoring?
0: Oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Clyde, the Glide Drexler. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Let's go to our uh, statistician here. I know you did some numbers on this.
1: Oh, yeah, I I crunched down some numbers. Uh, I think Clyde had something like somewhere around 18,000 points. Dame's right now at like 12,562 or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, He basically needs 5,332 more points to pass Clyde. And I was basically um, averaging some numbers out. Let's say that Dame averages 25 games. The rest of his next three 25 seasons. 25 points. Yeah, 25 points. I yeah. was like, I hope he gets yeah. more than 25 <laughs> games. 25 points um, <laughs> for the next three or four seasons because he's still, what, 28, 29. So he's, um, he's still at his peak. He's got
2: legs. Mm.
1: Yeah. So I divided, I basically divided those numbers, barring injuries, of course, and he averages mm. about 78 games per season. Um, so he needs 213 games, or around 2. Point, or 2.7 seasons worth of uh, NBA games to pass Clyde for number one on the Blazers' all-time scoring list. Oh, he's got that.
2: You yeah. know what? Though I'm just thinking about it. that could get real interesting because, like you said, barring injuries and things like that, and his numbers have to stay up. But that's about the time when his contract's going to come up, and it's going to be you know that could be right on that line of like he, he resigns. He's going to be the leading scorer in Blazer Mm -hmm. history. Or if something happens and he, you know, God forbid, knock on wood, he goes somewhere else, he might just be right under that number one spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll we'll see, though. Um, I, for one, would like to see him get there just because I love Dame. And I also... I'm at that point in my life where I'm tired of all these records being held by guys that I I never really watched. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm just like, come on, like I wanna be I wanna be the old guy that's like, I remember Damian Lillard. <laughs> right. No,
0: and even then with uh Dame, he's averaging what, twenty-six points right now. So I think he could keep up that scoring average yeah. for the next couple of years at least. Easy. Yeah. You know, he he's scoring at will. He gets his bucket whenever he can. So I, I could see him passing the great all-time Clyde the Glide Drexler.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and you could just like simulate that within five seasons too where he could be averaging yeah. like 15. Yeah, exactly. Right Stretch it out yeah. less points, mm-hmm. more
2: years. Yeah. So, as long as he stays in Portland, he's mm-hmm. going to get it. Yeah. You know, there's there shouldn't be any doubt in anyone's mind about that. Um uh, and uh with with guards in general in the NBA, he's fifth in in scoring, which I thought was Pretty surprising. Yes. Wang, did you dig that one up?
1: Yeah. So just um, he's top five in scoring point guards um, on the current um, current available players that are on the, in the league right okay. now. Yeah. So the people that are ahead of him,
2: Tony Parker, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and then Steph Curry. <laughs> one of one of those seems like they don't belong. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, props to him. He's been doing it
1: for a long time. Yeah, he's been doing it for so long and that's why he's up there. I think he's at like eight Tony Parker's at like eighteen thousand something. Chris Paul's at like seventeen, Curry's at sixteen, Westbrook's at eighteen
0: thousand.
2: Mm-hmm. Incredible. yeah because I remember I had a I had a friend back in like fifth grade and his favorite player was Tony Parker.
0: And hey, he's Tony, still playing. Hey, Tony was the guy though for that little championship run. it yeah. with San Antonio. Each
2: yeah. of them. Yeah, <laughs> they had they had like a, a little two two streak run, and then they had another one. Like exactly. you know, eight years later. Oh, another thing, he's uh he's right up there with Clyde Dame. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, is thirty points and ten assist games. He's he's got nineteen, mm-hmm. so he's tied with Clyde for first in Blazers, and. That is kind of one of those obscure stats that I know nowadays like stats are so involved that people will find anything like, Oh, he had twenty eight points, seven rebounds and six assists. On a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. On, a Thursday. On a Thursday. On a Thursday.
2: But uh but that's a pretty solid one. Thirty points, ten assists. That's a good, you know, that's not not, not some crazy stat. Uh but nineteen times he's done that in his career so far. I do want to add. I think Trey Young already has like five this year. Okay. Does he yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, yeah, And there's
1: try. a lot of people like um, supporting him as the rookie of the year, like Kyle Kuzma and all that. I've heard. That.
2: I've heard yeah. some some takes on that. It's just, I mean, Luca. I think the thing is that like Luca came out hot. Yep, and it's Trey is like ending hot. Right. So it's like, which, which, what do you get more stock in? You know,
0: hey, I'm I'm gonna give it to Luca the Don. You know, because he's been pooping <laughs> all year. You know, <laughs> so even then he had like a triple double the other night. Like, yeah, come on, man. Like, yeah, Luca's yeah. nice with it, man. So I mean, I'll give him props on that. Just
2: think about that shot he hit in Portland, like falling oh, God, out, falling into yeah, the bench. Nasty. Like, I saw that and I was like, yeah, he's rookie of the year. That yeah, was he, he's
0: rookie of the year, man. Like, no, down.
2: no disrespect to Trey Young because he's gonna be a great player too, but. I saw that and I was just like, that, guy, that guy's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. giving a step. I think there was, uh, it might've been, it was Aminu or Mo, and he gave just
0: like a vicious step back three. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, that's a good
2: defender too.
0: <laughs> nah, yeah. nah Luca's Luka, cool, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how he does, you know, over the course of his career, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, going back to the
1: game's 30 point, 10 assists, um games, he just needed two points and one more assist last night. Against the uh, Pistons mm-hmm. to break that record, so,
2: so it was almost there. He's he's getting close, and yeah. you know he's got a lot more load on his shoulders with McCollum out, and so it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if he gets you know another thirty and ten game in the oh, next yeah. ten games. Yeah, uh, assuming that McCollum is out for the rest of the the rest of the regular season, mm-hmm. uh, which is easy segue into our next topic. CJ McCollum goes down with the injury. To the uh, popliteus. Uh, forgive me, I'm not a medical doctor. I've never I heard think, that term. I think you said it correctly, popliteus. <laughs> I've popliteus. never heard that term in my whole life. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, something to do with your knee, some kind of tendon. Uh, strained it uh, against the Spurs, right? Yes, mm. correct. Uh, we everybody jumped to the worst conclusions. You, you know, if you're a Portland fan, you know what happens with knees here it's where it's yeah, where knees it's, go to break we, we shall name no names
0: but <laughs> it's it's historic
2: <laughs> yeah so i mean even my myself i kind of was freaking out that night like oh man that could he could be done for the year he could be done you know into until next christmas like mm-hmm. depending on what the injury is what were you guys
0: reactions when he went down um you know my heart stopped I, i'm not gonna lie i saw it and he just like folded mm-hmm. up Underneath the stanchion, you know, and he didn't get up. And didn't get up. So I was like, man, please, please don't let be you know anything serious or severe. But um, I just felt bad for him because you know that that previous week he was our leader, leading, sc- leading scorer for the past like three games. Yeah, he was up to that game in um in San Antonio. You know, he was he had twenty six against uh, the Suns and then thirty five against the Clippers, and then mm-hmm. I want to say twenty three against the Pelicans. You know, and all those were wins. And he just had like a good a good week and then he just went down and I was like, I just felt bad for him.
2: Yeah. You know? And it you could see like the psyche in the game. Because like you said, we won three games going into that. And then we get to the Spurs and we're playing pretty decent. And then he goes down, we end up losing that game. It was like the air got taken out of the team. Right. You know, that like I don't know, the intensity that they had kind of left the building when that happened.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, I was I was looking up. I'm. Sh- I, I think they saw the Twitter. Someone put like a research thing of um, h- how many people searched up the poplitis strain. <laughs> Popliteus. Popliteus. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not a doctor. Uh, Popovich. I think <laughs> that's what uh, it is. Popovich strain. Um, but yeah, I went on YouTube and I found this seven minute clip of uh, this doctor describing <laughs> CJ's injury. And he said it's not a common, it's not a common injury. Mm-hmm. And I try to look up, you know, current or in recent NBA players that have had this, and I couldn't find anyone. So um, if you guys have, if if you guys find some like common common player that also had the same injury, we can try to maybe connect it together. But for now, I I still not sure how long CJ is going to be.
0: I mean, it, it 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 is a rare injury. Yeah. But um, you know, a clip did surface yeah. of him practicing. Well, yeah, the other day. yeah. So it looks like he's, he's moving. Up on his feet, yeah, he's so. he's
1: moving, but his mobility is just so. It just shows that he still has so much to do. Yeah, he's got so, a lot of okay. stuff. Yeah, he's going very slow. But okay. here's
2: the thing: he went from you know being carried off the court to you know, a soft brace in the practice facility doing one-on-one drills and he wasn't going full speed. You know, he wasn't, there was no contact drills or anything like that. But just the fact that a week away from what we thought might've been season ending, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. he's doing some, you know, set shot shooting and stuff in the gym. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah. I, I don't expect him to play this regular season. Uh, but I think he could be ready to go. Um, uh, by the time the postseason starts. But
1: here's the thing. The one thing I did get out of that YouTube video, the seven minutes he was explaining in very scientific <laughs> terms, which I didn't understand. But the one thing I did get away from that video was that you want to make sure that that the injury is hundred percent because mm-hmm. it'll come back to connect to the ACL and MCL oh, and everything. Yeah. So it, it honestly I will yeah, I I would, you know, take caution with that and maybe if we if CJ is not at hundred percent, I wouldn't want to risk it for me, next year and ongoing.
2: Yeah, me either. Uh, that's why I'm I'm just holding out hope that he's gonna be okay. But again, like if it's eighty percent going into the you know a series in the first round, if we feel confident, if we keep you know finish these next ten games strong, you might just say, hey, take a seat for these first two games, first two games of the series, get a little more time, and then reevaluate if you're really gonna need him because the rest of the team is stepping up. I mean, Dame's balling out for sure, which we all expected. But everybody else is filling their role. You know, I think there was like a clip where they asked Dame about like who needs to step up or something, and he's like, "It's not, it's not one guy that needs to step up Mm -hmm. to fill his role because if somebody fills his role, that's another role that's empty. What we need is everybody as a team to just elevate a little bit, a little bit better. You know, like two more points off the for you know Cantor or Mm -hmm. uh, you know a couple more rebounds for
0: you know Nurk." And with that, you know, you know dame has been carrying his load. He's picked up his scoring and, and the assists. You know, he's yeah. almost averaging, what, 30 and 10, 30 and yeah. 11 assists? Yeah, I mean, last, assists, since, you know? he's,
2: since CJ's out, uh, these are Dame's numbers. 30 and 15, 33 and 12, 28 and 9, all wins. And he's shooting over 50% in all those games. Yeah. So he's not rushing his – he's not, like, taking shots that
1: weren't there from before. He's mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, he's going with the offensive flow that is given to him. Which mm. is really nice, because I, at first when I thought CJ's injury was going to be, um, when CJ was gone, I thought that Dame would you know maybe take more, e like not not thinking about his shots too much and like kind of rushing, kind of like hero ball. Yeah, or, right. But the but, thing, w- oh my yeah. bad. Go ahead. But he's been yeah he's been able to shoot at a high rate. So yeah. and,
0: he, and the thing with Dame though he really lets the game come to him. Yeah. Like yeah, me personally when I watch him play like he doesn't really force too many. Things like shooting or whatever, mm-hmm. and I, I was at the game uh, when he was playing against the Pacers when he had the 15 assists. And when yeah, I tell yeah. you that, like I didn't know he had that vision. I know he had one play like he was on the right side. It was a screen and roll. I want to say with uh, Nurk, and he just whipped it around
2: Miles Turner. I, I remember that play. Like yeah. I was like,
0: okay, Dame. Like, like Dame stepping back up. Of his head. Yeah. Like um, like Dame's been stepping up. Even uh, Seth. You know, mm-hmm. where Seth's been, what getting 10 or no 11. 20 and 16 in these last three games. Yeah. So like Dame said, you know, it's a team effort. Everybody has to step up and Seth, he's really been one of the guys that's been stepping up his play.
2: Yeah, and to piggyback off that, that was going to be my next question is uh, who are you guys most impressed with uh, for the, I mean, it's only been three games, but everybody's been playing a little bit better. Uh, I know you talked about Seth. That's yeah. kind of who I would go with. Wang, do you have anybody else you want to mention in that?
1: Um, I did also have Seth, but I mean, we can also look at Aminu. Um, mm-hmm. Aminu's offense has um, gone up too. I think he had 22 points last game, which is a new season high, and he wasn't taking uh, uncautionary shots, except for maybe that one of those shots at the last uh, fourth quarter game. And then the two games previous to that, I think he had like 14. And, Um, 12 or something. And I think we were talking about, someone was talking about how like, you know, we want Amino to be consistently getting like those 10 points, not the 20 points one game and then Mm -hmm. the four points the next game. So he was able to do that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Just looking at the stats from these last three games, I mean, like we said, everybody just did a little bit more. Rodney Hood's, you know, had 11 points against the Pacers and then, uh, you know, he only had eight, against Dallas but then Cantor stepped up and put 14 off the bench you know mm-hmm. with Curry's 20 off the bench you
0: know And then we can't forget about Harkless though he's been consistent man like
2: yeah
0: 11 starting 10, to,
2: 10 10 starting to so. even out and he's uh the one thing I like about Harkless mm-hmm. is you can really tell his knees comfortable because he's doing the things that he wasn't doing early like getting in the passing lanes mm-hmm. like he's getting a good one two steals a game just by reading that the flow of the game and, you know, dropping down when when the defense expects or the offense expects them to hug the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last night against the Pistons, uh, the Pistons early on were like, you know, we're not going to let Nurk kill us inside. They were helping, helping a lot on pick and rolls. But Harkless and Aminu were making those outside shots. You know, obviously Dame was. And that made the Pistons kind of change. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't help as much inside, which then let Nurk do a little more. And it, it all kind of spirals off one another, bounces off each other. But that's why it's so important when we saw last year against New Orleans in the playoffs, those guys have to be able to hit that shot because it's oh, yeah. going to be there, yeah. it's going to be there. It's just a matter of them if they can make it, that's, you know, it's a win. If they can't, that's a long, right, long game.
0: In the playoffs, man, you know, that, that culture report, the scouting report, like teams are going to hone in on Dame and CJ, mm-hmm. you know, regardless. so. Even if we have, you know, Seth stepping up, that's gonna be major, like Hood, Aminu, you know, Harkless, like we have multiple guys that can step up and get the job done. So uh, man, it's, I'm, I'm liking our chances. I'm liking our chances. Mm-hmm. Uh. So
2: you said you were at the Indiana game, right? Yeah. Uh. An interesting thing for the uh, Indiana game, is I know our last podcast, we told you guys a little bit about Ron Wyden, uh, Senator for Oregon and how he's speaking out on uh, Ennis Cantor's behalf. Ron Wyden actually was at that game. They did a little uh, interview with him, you know, during the broadcast, uh, he met with Ennis Cantor before the game and uh, you know, just to give him some support. So we just want to keep our listeners updated on that because that's a live situation and it's, it's, it's changing all the time with, you know, new facts coming in. Right. Mm. And actually I actually have a quote from what Wyden said. Oh, nice. Um, he said, here
1: in Rip City, we push back against bullies. We expose them. We try to make sure the world knows what kind of sleazy tactics they're using. I told Mr. Cantor as Oregon's senior senator and Oregon's guy on the Senate Intelligence Committee that I'm in this fight all the way because we're a community that values the rights of free speech and free expression, and we don't walk away when a bully comes in and tries to shove around one of our own.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, that almost <laughs> sounded like a like a commercial. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> like here in Rip City. Yeah, Rip City. Anti-bullying. Yeah. 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 I love it though. I love it because it's a serious situation and you know we gotta we gotta stand up for what's right. Exactly. Oh. Uh, but the uh the other games this week, uh, we had the the Dallas game, you know, Dirk possibly is last time in in Rip City. Uh, everybody assumes he's retiring this mm-hmm. year. Uh and there's a nice little quote from him post-game. He said, I I just always remember this being a basketball town. The fans, the way they get behind their team and get loud when their team makes big runs, it's a tough place, and they've always had really great teams year after year. A little bit of a praise from, from Dirk. We've had a lot of battles with him throughout his career.
0: Yeah, and, oh, oh, Mr. One-Legged Fadeaway <laughs> Jumper seven Flake. <laughs> German guy, you know, shouts out to Dirk, man. Uh, what adjectives there, yeah, incredible man, that's, career. That's that's how you got to describe him, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Dirk, Dirk won all time greats. So I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I remember the one year when they won the championship, I yeah. think we
2: they came through Portland, yeah.
0: yeah, and I think we were the only team that gave them, you know, the A most run. trouble. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, yeah we mean, did. We ended up losing four to two, but yeah. I think we we had like best competition for them that year
2: yeah we did i remember that because that was like my saving grace after after the season ended i was like well at least we played him tougher than everybody else right i mean including you know the that was miami's first year you know together yeah was that and, the return of B Roy when he got that injury
1: it? when he one of the games he brought us back <sighs>
2: i know that was against the Mavs. yeah i thought that was it, in the playoffs it, i think it probably, was. Was. Yeah.
0: It probably was yeah probably was yeah I mean, though that couple of years span, you know, it was so many games that you know B. Roy hmm, did was, his thing. Yeah, did his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, buzzer beaters and dropping. I don't know forty plus points or something. But uh, yeah, no uh, Dirk, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad he's retiring. I think it is time. You yeah. know,
2: anybody who <laughs> watched him thinks it's time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he but, did help us out yesterday in the Warriors game, though. He, he did, did. Oh yeah,
2: dropped twenty one. Oh yeah, gave the Warriors a little one two or two one. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, followed it up. Uh, Saturday, 23rd, that nice win against Detroit at home, 117-112. to 112. Aminu coming in with a season high of 22 points, uh, which that was huge. He had that nice little putback at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Or was it a putback? I don't remember. It but was
0: buzzer beater it was a loose the fall uh, shot clock. Yeah. And, yeah. So.
2: and a nice little like seal, ceiling shot right there. But uh, I didn't get to watch most of this game right. It, it was my wife's birthday. Shout out to an Angel. Happy birthday, love. But uh, we're, at, uh, we're at Fire at the Mountain, right? With our little group watching the game. And I kept asking the bartender like, hey, they have one TV there. I kept asking like, hey, there's a Portland game on. Can you get it on? And they're like, oh, there's uh, some people down the bar that are watching the March Madness game. And it was, it was just ending, right? And I'm like, this game's already done. Like, we don't need to watch this anymore, but they wouldn't change it. And then she's like, "Oh, well, well, I'll check in in a little while. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, it's like, you know, some random CBS show. Uh, you know, some like drama series, and I'm like, yo, can we get this yeah. changed? There's a Blazer game on, it's a fourth quarter right now. So finally, she changed it, and that was about three minutes left in the game. So right when right when it got changed is like when Dame and and the Blazers started to make that little run, hit that and one four point yes, play. That mm-hmm. was clutch. I, I was hyped. I think yeah. I I think I screamed in 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 the restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's all right because it was a Saturday night, so nobody really cared. <laughs>
1: Yeah, actually, Canard made two key mistakes for the Pistons. One was fouling Aminu on the three-point line, and then uh, that second one was when he uh, fouled Dame for that four-point play. Yeah, he really checked him, too. Yes, it wasn't like,
2: him. oh, that's a, that's a weak foul. That was like <laughs> Dame looked no, like he, he hit a wall. He knew he was right. wrong
1: on that second one. The first one on Aminu, he was like throwing his hands up, like,
2: what? I didn't touch
1: him. Yeah. But
2: and That's the thing. I saw I saw a photo Somebody posted on Twitter and it was like, Why are you complaining against this call? And it was a photo of of his hand like that on Aminu when Aminu's releasing. And it's just like, That is that is a blatant foul. And yeah.
0: you're gonna try and argue it. I think over the course of the year, man, I think players they just forget, you know, what play that they were at. And yeah, they're like, man, that's not a foul. Like I'm like, man, you you delusional if you don't think that's a foul, man. So, <laughs> exactly. I, like, don't, I don't know what Luke was thinking, man, but you you found my man Aminu, man. You fouled him.
2: Yeah, I'm all for guys like trying to, you know. Like you know, you pointing the other way when you tipped it out of bounds and stuff like that. But it's like you clearly got the guy. It's on camera. Like you're gonna get exposed. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that ending did feel um,
1: very March Maddeny madness esque. Yeah, fit mm-hmm. right in. Yeah, <laughs> just like that
2: Duke game. Yeah, <laughs> a couple oh, minutes ago. Woo! That <laughs> one. But uh, okay. So we're six and one over the last few games. We're three and zero oh, since CJ has been out. Uh, there's been a little bit of movement here on the west uh, west coast standings. We're in fourth, so we got Denver, followed by Golden State in second by half a game. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Rockets four games back. We're four and a half games back, and then beneath us is OKC, Utah, and and uh, the Clippers at seven games back, and the Spurs at eight. So it's not settled by any means. We have a pretty easy schedule. Besides our two Denver games So that's good uh, And I know it's like We we talk about this every week Because <laughs> the playoffs Are so important Oh yeah But uh, who you guys Want to
0: see In that first round Man for me It's going to be either The Clippers Or Jazz I know that's not A popular opinion But I think we could Get the Jazz I think so know. too but um, for sure, the Clippers, um, you know, they really don't have a, a go-to star player per se. I know Lou Will, you know, he come off the bench, and you know, he'll drop thirty on you here and there. But I just don't think that um, they have enough star power to mm-hmm. be a team like us in that first round. Mm-hmm. But most definitely, I think either the Clippers or the Jazz that we should match up. Yeah.
2: What about you, Wayne?
1: Um, I'm actually thinking the same thing, Clippers or Jazz. Uh, but the, I mean, the Clippers are a bunch of average Joe schmoes on that team. But they they but they're have still a, in the league. Yes, though. You they, know you they're gotta, still in the league. So you know they got. They have, they have a lot that they can they can fight for they they got nothing to lose basically mm-hmm. and so that can be a little dangerous and honestly they can probably take every team here to like six games and you know just try to give them a wake up call to every other team yeah. um, for the Jazz I like the Jazz because um, we can kind of isolate Rudy Gobert we can figure out a way we can isolate that because I know Stotts has some game plan that he can do and then the it factor is Donovan Mitchell and Dame Dame's gonna um, Dame's gonna outwork Donovan Mitchell. And then our bench is
2: I think our bench is a lot better than Utah's. So Yeah. And I, I agree with both of you guys. But when it comes to the postseason, you know, you need a go to guy and you need experience. And the Blazers have both those in Dame and just the experience of everybody as a whole. And that's why I'm really, really suspect on the Denver Nuggets. I know we're not gonna see him in the first round, but if we get him in a second round, I we have a I like our chances because they're a good team. They've got a lot of good players, but they don't have that experience that that you need to win a, a tough playoff series. And then to flip that with the Clippers, uh, they've got experience with coaching and stuff, but they
0: don't uh, they don't have that go to guy. Right. Yeah. And to, the way the way it's laid out right now, as of today, Sunday, you know, Denver's won, like you said, mm-hmm. and in that second round, we would match up with them if you know if we get uh, matched up with uh, Clippers and beat them. Mm -hmm. so i mean i like our chances if it sticks like this you know every morning you know the standings change and i'm i'm waking up i'm getting the notifications i'm like all right what seat are we in you know we third we fourth or fifth because um this past week man it's it's crazy like
2: yeah i know just like two days ago two days ago it was golden state number one and oklahoma city was eight and i'm like right can we just lock that in that's that's a series i want to watch
1: yeah golden state's actually won now because denver just lost got destroyed by the
0: sea, like it, <laughs> yeah. changes, it changes it changes rest of my yeah. case yeah so but now, uh, most definitely I think uh, Clippers or, or the Jazz I would like to see us in that first round against
2: yeah now Clippers or Jazz if we're facing either of those teams let's say we get we get one of the two you take your pick do you want CJ playing at the beginning of the series or are you gonna let it go a couple
0: games and see how you do cause that's a good question but you got to have CJ in there, man. Because you, what the thing is, you don't want to get behind the game. Say if they mm-hmm. do, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: win the game, you know, still home court advantage or whatever. You don't want to get behind in a playoff yeah. series, you know, because now you're playing catch up. So me personally, if CJ's is 100% ready to go, or I'll say even like 80%, mm-hmm. like you just got to have him on the court to have him as an option and like even a decoy of Could some you, sort. Would you give him like
2: a limited minutes? Like, like. Keep him in the same role, but, you know, scale them from 30 to 20, 25. Oh,
0: yeah. For sure, you know, I, I want to make that go public or something like yeah, that, you know, yeah. keep that with the yeah. you know, the Blazers organization or whatever. But um, the rate that our bench is, you know, playing, I would probably, you know, uh, dabble in that a little bit because, you know, like we said, Seth, he's been stepping up, you know, mm-hmm. most consistent, Hood has, you know, outbursts. So I, I think I would do something like that, have him on the minutes restriction just to see, you know, play it out. Yeah. I I
1: mean I like the fact that you know you you're being a little risky, but I the long-term effects of maintaining CJ's health is keeping me from doing that. Uh I know maybe barring that he does get back to 95%, let's mm-hmm. say. Um against the Clippers, I would keep him out for a couple games, uh, because it's the Clippers. But uh the Jazz, I would I would start him um for the first couple, see mm-hmm. how he is, minute restrictions. Uh, just because you know we got to test out that that knee and see how it's going, but I mean, I just just the whole long term effects of CJ's health. I would I would rather just maintain the long, you know, yeah. how we can do
2: in the future. But it's a really tricky mm. situation. Then. Yeah, but uh, it it makes it even worse right now because it's playoffs. If this was in January, oh it's yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, all right, yeah, sit him for a month. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like, yeah, let him get healthy. But we've got playoffs in. About two and a half weeks. We got 10 games left. Ooh, yeah, it's getting there. It's like just right around the corner, <laughs> man. Yeah. So let's, uh, let, let's pivot here to these upcoming games next week. We've got, what is it, three or four games uh, this week. Where's my schedule? I, I just lost it.
0: Oh. Yeah, we got Brooklyn tomorrow, Chicago Wednesday, Atlanta Friday, Detroit on Saturday.
2: That's, I mean, Detroit basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Took that
0: <laughs> L yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I feel
2: like we just played them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. The Brooklyn game kind of is a little scary, but it's at home, so there's that. Mm. Is there a game, uh, Chris, that sticks out of those four as like maybe a, a potential trap game?
0: Um. Yeah. Probably. I'll say Detroit. Okay, because Saturday. it's a yeah, back it's, to back. It's a second of a back to back. You know they're going from Atlanta, then going up to Detroit. Yeah, you know that could be rough. That could be rough, and it's an early start time too. So yeah, those are always weird games. Oh yeah, for sure. And
1: Detroit's fighting for playoff spots too in the East
0: Coast. Exactly. So um, that with that, I'll say we go three and one this week coming up. Oh, you're, th- you're thinking the Detroit is when we slip on. I think so, man. Just like I said, it's that back to back and you yeah. traveling from Atlanta to Detroit. Like that's rough right there.
2: Yeah, it is. A, uh, that is kind of a, a big distance for a back to back. It is. You know, you're going like basically East Coast to Midwest. You're going,
0: you're going Southeast to you Midwest. Know, usually man, that's like,
2: like New York to Philly or something. It's like, OK, right. yeah, that's in the same region. But that's kind of a distance. Oh, what are you, Wang? Is there one that sticks out to you? Nope. <laughs> uh, I said this
1: before and I'm saying it again. The back end of the March, we're going to go undefeated. So 4 0. Oh, know. so not the whole, not all of March? Like, no, like no, not <laughs> what Dre said with the, uh, but I mean, we had a good string in March. Um, yeah, 4 0. That's just, even without CJ. We should be able to knock out all these East Coast teams. And we are, I think, 21 and 4 or 5, 23 and 4 or 5 or something like that against East Coast teams. So I would think we have the best record out of any Western Conference teams.
2: Yeah, there's with those four games, like if I had to if I had to bet, I would say I would say four and oh. Uh but I will say there's two that concern me. And one is the uh the Brooklyn Nets. At least it's at home, so we have that. But they, you know, they've been playing well of late. You know, they just eliminated the Lakers from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Got to make mm-hmm. sure we uh, let you guys know about that. <laughs> uh, but then they beat the Kings the game before that. Uh, they played the Clippers tough. They played the Thunder tough in the last you know week. So that could be a potential one. But the other one that that kind of scares me is Atlanta. And uh, again, they're just kind of gelling late in the season. Mm. You know, you don't look at them as a scary team, but. They just beat Utah, and they just beat Philadelphia in their last two games. Um, and those are two quality playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So Trey Young is really coming together. Collins is stepping up. Uh, the, yeah, Trey, the other Trey, Collins. Trey, <laughs>
0: Trey, he's trying to uh, you know make a case for rookie of the year. Yeah. So it, like you say, it, it could be interesting. It could be interesting. Uh,
2: but I, like I said, if I had to pick, though, I, I'm not scared enough that I would lock any of those in as a loss. So I'm going to go 4-0-2. Um, and that'd be, that would do wonders for our playoff seating Yes, Mm -hmm. because we got 10 games left in the season here and we are two and a half games up from, uh, from the fifth spot. We're in fourth right now, half a game back from the third spot. Mm -hmm. So we could potentially move up, but we could potentially move down if we drop a couple freebies. So 10 games left in the year right now. Uh, what's, what's our record right now? Um, 45 and 27. We are 45 and 27. 45 and 27. 10 games left. Wang, what do you think we finish out of those 10 games?
1: I think we're going to go 9 and 1. 9 and 1. Oh, yes. Ooh. Who's that loss? Um, that lone loss is going to be one of the games against Denver. Okay. Because we yeah. played Denver back-to-back April 5th and then April 7th.
2: It's um, so
1: rough. And we're going to lose that uh, oh. the one away. Okay. And we we played them tough earlier yeah. this year. Actually, no, scratch that. We're gonna lose that one at home because um, the way game is on ESPN.
2: So Dan's about to show out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? Okay, how about you, Chris? Man, so ten games.
0: I got I got them losing to Detroit, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, we got Minnesota. That's a dub. Memphis went in, oh. No, Memphis will be here. Memphis will be in Portland. But even yeah. then, uh, you know they always give us fits. Um, but you know that's going to be a revenge game. So I think I think Blazer will take care of that. Hopefully, we can keep Conley from getting forty again. Exactly, because <laughs> he caught fire against us, man. But um, and then yeah, one of those Denver games. I like I'm I'm agreeing with Wayne. Like we'll drop. So I'll say those two losses, two losses in the last ten games. So eight and two.
2: I'm I'm agreeing with you, Chris, eight and two. I think we're going to drop one of the Denver games. And I think there's going to be a weird other letdown. I don't know if it's going to be Memphis or, you know, Minnesota. Well, I don't know exactly where it's going to be, but I think there'll be one other. But I do think that we'll split with Denver because, you know, two games in a row against the same team mm-hmm. in your division, there's a lot of pride on the line. And a guy like Dame is not going to lose two in a row. So if we lose that first one, we're going to get the second, you know. Uh, if we win the if we win the first one, we might still get the second. Who knows? But I think eight and two is a pretty safe bet. The only thing that sucks now that I'm looking at this is our last two games Tuesday at Los Angeles Lakers, uh, April ninth, and then we have a back to back to end the season. Come on. Oh yeah, come I mean, on the NBA,
1: really? Those, those are against two teams. Uh, Sacramento is not going to make the playoffs, so those are against two teams that aren't going to make the
2: playoffs. So they're yeah. probably going to be shutting down a lot of players. They probably will be, but it's just like you can't give us another a day in there,
0: right. or or even just keep us in Cali. You know, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> We we what is here, and then we got to go to. Oh, no, it's in L.A., and then we got to fly back to Portland. So. Exactly. Yeah. They, they could have kept this, you know. It's a weird ending. Right.
2: Because the, M- the NBA has been really conscious about scheduling, you know, mm-hmm. the last few years with, like, they got rid of, like, the, what was, like, four games in five days or something.
0: Yeah, four games in six nights. Or, yeah. I think we
2: took the worst hit, too, out of that. Before. Yeah, so but. they're they're trying to be, like, more conscious and, like, helping the players out. mm but ending the season on a back-to-back, that's just dumb. That's just, there's no other way around it. Uh,
0: Adam Silverman, we got a bone to pick about that one, man.
2: Right, hit us <laughs> up, Blazer Gang, Facebook, yep. Twitter, Instagram, you can find us. We'll be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh that's gonna do it for us today in the studio. Uh, check out our website, blazergonian.com. We got all our t-shirts and merchandise up there. And our writers are putting up awesome articles. Uh, like and follow us on all our social medias. Make sure you subscribe and rate us on our, for our podcast on wherever you're listening to it, on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Music. Shout out to Young Jordan for the music, uh, for the uh, for the podcast. That's Y-U-N-G, Jordan. Check him out on Spotify. Uh, our producer's doing all the hard work. Uh, Derek, Brian, I see you over there. Keep working, big pimping. Uh, Henry V Events for the wonderful studio and Killer Burger for keeping us fueled
0: up. Chris, drop us out. Oh man, Uh, man, you caught me on the spot. But as always, Rip City on their ass.